Come on in, guys. Welcome back to Talking Llama. New seasons of Survivor is upon us. Season 46, Jared. And I've got one question for you. Did we just witness the single worst individual premiere performance in Survivor's history? So, um, yeah, worst, worst individual uh, performance in the premiere for sure. And uh, yeah, the, we'll start there. Talking, of course, about our our guy Jelinski, a slot machine salesman. Like, love that he got a last name for this one. I think he kind of gave it to himself. Although, yeah, if the yeah. last if the last name is Jelinski, like, I don't care unless you have an absurd first name. You've got to go with the last name there. You just have to. I think so, and he did. Good for him. He did one of his many contributions to the episode. Um, first, I just happened upon just scrolling Twitter, waiting for this to start. Um, of course, now I exited out of it. Um, but I don't, I don't think he has the self awareness or the or the wit to make this joke. But just another point to make it. He he was tweeting. You know, everyone tweets out. You know, Survivor starts tonight. Blah blah blah. Whatever. And he was saying at eight p.m. in whatever time zone you're in. It's like no, that's incorrect. That. Wow. I have no words. Just like the several means seven. It's in the name. 8 p.m. Wherever you are. Well, um, yeah. So what do you what do you want to talk about now? <laughs> this is we could, we could just go the whole time on, on oh, Jelinski, man. I mean, yeah. he's going to he's going to come up a lot just the way the. The episode Just shakes out. Tough, but tough scene. Big picture, though, before we get into it, what did you think? Good. I hated bad. it. I think Survivor's dead. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't love it, but I thought it was fine. What, um, anything specific, or do you want to just hit pieces as we get into it? Uh, I think the cast is terrible, and uh, that should come as no surprise to anybody. So I guess we'll just kind of go along um, as the episode unfolds. Okay. I, I'm I'm not surprised you didn't like it. I'm a little surprised to hear it be that extreme. So I'm curious to see. Although if it's I mainly- went in with a very, very um, pessimistic view after Jeff's little... Uh, preview of seasons to come this week and it turned out to be exactly that yeah we won't get into that much mostly because i don't remember too much of the interview but he was on the 5,000th episode of rob has a podcast we're only about 4,900 away from that jared so we're getting there yeah we i think they might have the momentum though (laughs) and the big thing the big talking point was that Survivor, as long as he's involved, will not cast villains anymore. And I think what got lost in this, I'm not, I'm only going to slightly defend him because people saw the headline and then a lot of people didn't listen to the interview. And what he said was they're not going to create villains like with editing or they're not going to cast like nasty people. But there's a little, it was a push and pull on both sides there. We've, we've said this, I think, in every season since 41, that you you should cast abrasive personalities. It just makes for more fun TV, especially reality TV. Name one good reality TV season of any show, whether it's The Bachelor or Survivor or RuPaul's Drag Race, I'm assuming. There's going to be someone who who stirs shit up, right? Like, yep. then that makes, that makes the show, a competition show, more fun that for as diverse as the cast is on the outside 
There's a lot of sameness on the inside. And it's yeah. Um and, and I and I get not wanting to edit people as a villain. Like they don't want to if he doesn't want to mess with the edit to make someone more villainous than they really were, fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push back on that. But cast people who you think might cause some friction on the island. If you think, oh, this person, they're they're big, they're they're boisterous. They say what they they say what they think, and they're going to rub some people the wrong way, and maybe be a little mean about it. Let's get them on the show. Yeah, and the thing about like we're not going to create villains or cast abrasive personalities. It's like, sure, you can use that as a loophole, but what we've gotten for the last five seasons is just boring casting, and it like whatever you're doing sucks. So sorry, I'm I'm not like. I'm not optimistic hearing that you haven't given us a good cast since I don't know, 38, like aside from the all winter season. And this is, this is just what we should expect to get from now on. Yeah. And the funny thing was people on like Twitter and obviously that's not the place to go for reasonable debates necessarily. People well, no, like, it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I refuse to call it X. It's so dumb. <laughs> Anyway, we're not going to get into the Elon <laughs> Musk of it all. We don't need to get on that rant. But people are saying, oh, there have been villains. You know, you had Shan, Ricard, and Jesse. It's like, those people aren't villains. They're <laughs> not even. Didn't everyone even, love Jesse? Because he turned on his closest ally, I'm assuming. <laughs> like, yeah. they're not. They're just simply not villains. They're, they're new era villains, sure. But they are not villains. Shan um, was just like an insecure person. Like, I don't know. Like, that's not a villain. In that case, Jess on this season is a villain. If that's your own <laughs> criteria. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, it's, I came in hot. I'm, I'm still hot. Uh, just, I'm, I'm, let's just get on with it. Okay. This is, it's tough. All right. So we've got the three tribes, uh, Nami. The orange, Siga, green, and Yanu purple. Yanu is the mess tribe. There seems to always be a just a disaster tribe in this three tribe seasons. And Yanu seems to be that one in spades. Yep. Um, did you in all of your college sports knowledge, did you recognize Q? No, I had to look him up. Um, and just in the spirit of shitting on the cast, I, I want to Are you gonna I, just his say stats? his his 40 yard dash video looked like it was in slow motion. Uh, like it was whatever they decided to show there. It could be because I just got sent a clip of Anthony Richardson at the combine last year. And <laughs> he's like six, four two fifty, and runs a four, four. And like, I'm like, what am I watching right now? I mean, like they cast a football player and like, this guy isn't even good. Like, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the one picture of him, one handing the ball. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, I'm Who's sure to say if he if he even caught it though. Yeah, yep. So good picture. No, I looked up his full name. What is it? Uh, like, I looked it up too. Burdett, something Burdett. Um, yeah, and uh, I saw he played for Ole Miss. So I mean, I assume Quintavious. Yeah, he's a good athlete, but it's. Uh, I don't know, man. They're they're like, like look at this guy. Look at him fly down the field, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's. <laughs> Old Miss, man. It's like it's like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. And, Dawson Knox. And... <laughs> sure. Dawson Knox. Swag Kelly. Um <laughs> that's the only one that matters. <laughs> yeah. So so they give us that that little uh glimpse into his athleticism. So uh with that said though, I mean clearly strongest person on the tribe. Uh but yeah, that's I'm just I am I'm just in some kind of mood right now. And um see, I don't know if I if I should try to talk you down or or needle you and, and I'm just and, let me go lean into I, it. I need to get it out. Sorry everyone for listening. All right. Well on the on the little mat chat, I thought there was a, a glimmer of some old Jeff there when he just says there's one of you that has no chance to win the game, no matter what combination you go to it go with at the end, your personality just won't jive. You cannot win. He kind of softened it a little bit afterwards, but I liked that he said that because that's even more than he's done this 
in the past few seasons. So I've heard in interviews, and this is Jeff speaking, so take it with several grains of salt. He said that he's a little more snarky and and more like the old Jeff. Now, whatever his interpretation of that means remains to be seen. But I'm, I am hopeful that there's going to be some more. I, mean, I can get the full Jeff where he's just like outright ripping on contestants because there's no one who will play back with him, like say like a Penner or somebody will. But I'm hoping that we'll get some glimpses into the old Jeff maybe sometime, sometime this season. Yeah, a little bit of tribal too. Um, I, I I feel like I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, he felt a little more like confrontational, but maybe I'll I th- that I think later. the last last season, the first um, Hannah and then Sean and like those early quits and like their attitudes about. It, I think I think that kind of jolted him a little bit. I hope so, because he kind of laid into Sean after after that quit. Last last year, I don't know if you read any of those those interviews. Basically, saying like he like romanticized his decision and he would, didn't really own it. And that was as as hard as I've seen Jeff go into somebody in a long time, which I appreciated. Sure, yeah. So some some potential there. We love we love we love sassy Jeff. Haven't seen that for a minute. Sure do. So you get into the first challenge, and it's for the tribe supplies, of course. So first tribe to win gets their their flint and supplies. You no know, machete in a pot, basically. And second tribe gets to choose between the sweat and sa- <clears throat> excuse me between the sweat and savvy, and then the third tribe just gets what's left. And Nami, the orange tribe, they dominate this challenge as is going to be the theme of the episode. Wasn't really close. And then Siga takes second, and they choose the savvy. Real dumb that you don't get to see what the challenge is before making the choice. If it's yep. supposed to be an, an advantage to make your decision yourself. You should know what you're choosing. For sure. So that was very dumb. And so they, they choose the savvy, uh, leaving um, Yanu with the with the sweat. It's funny. They made the right choice, though. They, they did. They made yeah. the right choice. I feel like savvy is just the right, the correct it's choice. It's always the right choice, yeah. If you have the choice, that's the right one. Um, so we get to the beach, and Yanu gets to do the sweat. They go, we go cut to them first and two tribe members must gather enough water to fill two large urns. They have several hours to do it, which does not necessarily mean seven Jelinski. No. And of course the buckets leak as they go. Um, so, and Jelinski volunteers, he said, he said, I've got this. So he and Q team up and, and they're struggling and Jelinski just quits. They've got like half the, half the timer left. And I don't care if, you know in your heart of hearts you're not going to finish it. You cannot just stop. Yeah. No, I agree. It's a uh, it's a bad look. And and for <laughs> for as, as rough as I just was on cue there. Um like obviously one of these people has a competitive athlete's mentality <laughs> and one person uh is a well, you got to know when to hold him and know when to fold him. And uh, he's a folder. <laughs> he's he's a big time folder. And this is just just the first. I did really appreciate him just legit chucking the, <laughs> that was the sand timer. Yeah. <laughs> then Q just can't, he couldn't even go if he wanted to keep going. No, no, that was a executive decision. And some some really nice bit of editing. Um where Jelinski says, you know, even if we don't finish, at least I've got an ally. And then Q goes, I, I know who this guy is. He's a quitter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I always love that kind of stuff. Um, not a whole lot happened there. Jelinski's kind of making some inroads, um, connecting with some people. Um, Kenzie is really connecting with everyone. Often you'll see that be kind of pinpointed as a playing too hard, too fast, but she seems to be well-liked. So... She seems to be in a, in a good spot. Uh, Jess is kind of on the outs to start. A um, little bit of her own making, a little bit of just not being comfortable for a variety of reasons. But um, Kenzie, Hugh, Linsky, and Tiffany are kind of the initial foursome. And Banu, what do you, what do you think of Banu? Just terrible. I mean, yeah, just terrible. Yep. I like he, he, he's 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 too much for me. 
I love the passion. I love that he's excited to be there, but it, it's too much for me. Well, that's everybody that they cast. Like it's it's he's literally everyone they cast. He's so excited to be there and he gets there and just crumbles like it's I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. All right, over over to Sega. They've got the the savvy challenge, and they have to decipher a puzzle. Charlie and Ben volunteer. Um, Charlie's a Swifty, so I gotta love Charlie. He's not gonna win the game. I don't think he's got a, a shot in hell to win the game. But Taylor Swift fan, gotta gotta root for my guy. Um, they don't even come close to this. <laughs> no, no, they, they don't. I wish they would have sh- like they showed us. So it was deciphered a puzzle. And the, the, the wording on the intro or rules to the puzzle was like, use everything you see below to help you, something like that. The the word below was definitely in there. And then they they sh- showed us on the screen. They kind of put some letters together, like dig below the puzzle or something like that. And they looked below and then just stopped. They looked like below the table, but didn't mm-hmm. dig into the sand. I wish they would have shown us more of the puzzle. Unless I just missed it. Just like from an yeah. edit standpoint. Like their process? Just, no, just like the actual solution. Well, unless I, just, unless I just missed it. No, I think it was there. It was like because they crossed out all the words that they used, right? Or they crossed out all the numbers. Well, I mean, they, they, they they showed us like dig below the puzzle or something like that. But I, what 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 would they have dug up? What would they have found? Did we see that part? Well, no, because they didn't do it. I mean, like did the show? You know, because you know when they do like a puzzle, like before it, they. Yeah, because you know oh, when they do okay, like the immunity okay. challenge, um, they'll show us the completed puzzle. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that, but uh, for all I know, they showed it. Just thought it would have been nice, but just like a whole, they came up hilariously short on this. I, <laughs> yeah, I'll, so let's, this, our group of friends that we have uh, is big into riddles and like brain teasers and puzzles and I'm not I feel like I'm not usually very good at them it it takes me a while to like really like process things and wrap my head around it feel like I could have gotten this one this is uh you just crossed out the numbers and then it literally left you with the exact like letters spelling out what you needed to do. I I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was tough. Uh, painful to just see it right there and have them not not pull through. Yep. Uh, but no one really cares too much. At least you know. At least they stepped up. Is kind of the the running phrase. Which, yeah. No, they're they're the which, vibes tribe. Which is as. And, you know, the best result you can hope for if you're Charlie and Ben, when you just flop and just nobody cares. Like, yeah, you yeah. tried. That's good enough. So ben, Ben's going to be a little much if he sticks around. Just Well, he's an Aries. <laughs> I couldn't tell if he said that as a joke or if he was serious. Oh, no, he's serious. You know that guy's serious. <sighs> disappointing. Very disappointing. <laughs> well, I just love that he, like, threw it in like they were all saying it. Like, you were going around in, like, a circle and... It's like the first thing he says. That apologies to anyone that, that this might offend. That annoys me so much <laughs> when when you meet someone and they and they include that in their introduction. Like, oh, I'm so and so. I'm a Taurus. It's like I don't care. It my, means nothing. Yeah, no, my my grandma was uh, an astrologer. Like she had a Renaissance fair tent. Like we have at our Renaissance festival. Uh-huh. She'd do like like palm readings and stuff and like charts and. Uh, I, so like I, I like know what they all are and and all of that, and it's just like still I like my brain can't handle like when that's the first thing you introduce about yourself. Like it's such an important part uh, of yes. of who you are, yes. where the sun and the stars happen to be when you yep. were born. Yeah, sorry anyway. for the tangent. Everyone, anyway, but... that's a good tangent. Got some laughs out of you. Got to. I need gotta, that. Gotta, yeah, gotta lift you up a little bit. Good for morale. Uh, so, but over on Sega, the, the women have a nice little alliance going, um, but they astutely realize that three out of six is not a majority. They need to pull in one more. And I love that they call Charlie more swayable. Like, how 
how much less respect can you have for someone's ability as a player than it's called than their first thing be saying they're swayable <laughs> and also they're a hundred percent right oh yeah that's that's that makes it <laughs> so much better that they were correct yeah and then but then charlie goes yeah you know what you know in a confessional yeah i've got i've got two groups of alliances two alliances it's like yeah one will put you in the majority one will at best give you a split uh-huh if you trust the other one go with the one that can put you in the majority um nami nami's got some energy too um soda her name is soda so she's automatically my favorite player just off oh, of that that's fact. not what we say here in minnesota but correct it is it is pop but soda is more of a name than than pop pop is more formal yeah yeah exactly but i'll take what i can get the only thing that could have been better is if she was literally named mountain dew <laughs> yeah or like that was her nickname yep but soda soda's my girl um could have done with, with a little less singing though um that yeah or like no singing see i could get into some singing potentially I feel like, like we tried this last season too. Wasn't but, there like, uh. <laughs> but no one's out there like karaoke and like Britney Spears songs or, or Backstreet Boys or even, or anything like that. That's a good point. They're doing yeah. like campfire songs, mm-hmm. which and like chanting and yeah. Well, certain I'm, types of chants can, can get the, get the hype levels real, it, real high, real fast. The, these chants were not those <laughs> types though. Correct. Correct. Shirtless, uh, you know, Adds a, a little extra dimension there. Um, but I think most of the shirts were on. Yeah. Um, but still, big fan of soda. But let's tone down the, the campfire yeah. songs a little, just a little bit. Like to all the way to zero. Um, great, great connection from Tevin and Hunter, though. Bonding over the Andy Griffith show. Like, Unlikely. Like, but... I'm 33 and I watched a bunch of that growing up, a bunch of reruns, and I'm, you know, quote unquote, too young to know the show. And I've got six and nine years on both of these guys, and they're fans of it. I I love that this is what brought them together to start. Yeah, I can get on board with that. And another, just nothing to do with the gameplay, but they had the little bit, they they phased to black and white and had a little little cut of the Andy Griffith. Uh, show theme song great the the production they've still got their fastball when they want to use it Jared. they don't use yeah. it all the time but they've got it yeah um well we saw that with the uh the boys day the, montage god that i thought about i don't know why but i thought about that a, a few days ago and just such an incredible moment like so inspired just that's an all-timer for me it's like, lightning without, in a, without a doubt yeah and I'm hoping they learn their lesson that you've got to realize when you have that and not try to, try to force that. And then every season, yeah, it's not going to work every time. Yeah, but that time it was it was gold. Um, still on Nami, Venus gets the 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 dreaded poverty comparison, which I feel like people are always wrong. They say this person is like poverty. No, she's not. <laughs> well. Like she's that's hot a hard she's, person to be like. She's hot and she's sneaky. Is that what makes her poverty? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I like it. Everyone's you know like so like <laughs> we're let's all be friends, good vibes, and then like the only thing that you can just rush to immediate judgment for is if you're like an attractive, smart <laughs> female, like <laughs> like princess, princess, <laughs> poverty. Get her out of here. Like I remember, I don't remember who it was, but on Ghost Island, like Libby got pinpointed as a poverty. It's like, no, you ended up being completely <laughs> wrong. She was a fine player, but oh, but not phenomenal, par- but not poverty whatsoever. I, I remember Libby very, very fondly. I feel um, like every time somebody makes a comparison to poverty, they're always way off base. I mean, once <laughs> poverty is a legend among legends, so. Like the chances that you're that this random person is going to be poverty is so low to begin with. And it's just categorically wrong because poverty was a villain and they don't have villains. So that's my guy. I did uh, like I was getting some some nice, you know, one of the one of the few good cats and choices are Queen Sydney 
from 41, 42. Oh, yeah. Whatever yep. it was. Um, where Venus goes, like, and joking, like, like, how dare you, like, assu- you know, correctly assume that I was being sneaky? Like, that's the kind of energy that I like. That- I know. I know. I'm so just, yeah, not, not to, I guess, reveal too much, but I think soda's good. Um, but I'm like all in on Venus already. Yeah. So there, 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 there are some bright spots, Jared. Yeah. Um, Maybe actually no, so does not. Who has no? Never mind. I take it back. I take it back. Who are you thinking uh, of? Because soda has the sodar, right? Yep. Big That's fan of the, that. Big fan of that. Yeah. Um. I'm thinking. Uh. Oh well. Well, the Tiffany's the one that is the idol, right? Yes. Um. Yeah, she seems like just good, aggressive player um so i think that's like her and venus because venus different kind of a different feel there like more of like uh i don't know like lay back and lurk and like build relationships and play the game from afar and tiffany is more like an aggressive like go get them type player but yep they both seem like their heads are in the game all right, Jared. But anyway, yeah. Now like we're getting it. to our good buddy Chris's favorite part of the episode. Uh the journey. Yep. Which yes. ended up being a complete waste because Jelinski just ruined it. Well, um, oh, gosh. <laughs> so an uh a journey comes up, and like always, one from each tribe gets to gets to go. Jelinski volunteers like immediately. Red flag again. <laughs> Uh, the other two tribes randomly do it. One actually used a shot in the dark die as a die. I believe for the first time ever. Weird that you use it for its actual mm-hmm. function. Um, Sega did rock, paper, scissors the correct way. They did rock, paper, scissors shoot. Most of the tribes just they shoot on three, which this is the first time I can I can remember them doing it correctly. So points points all around there. Um, but the three get there. It's Jelinski, Tevin, and Maria. And they have to play a game. It's going to test their ability to read each other. And there's a table with three cards. A torch card, a vote card, and a skull card. They randomly pick cards. Whoever has the torch card must announce and show they have the torch card. The other two then must convince that person that they have the vote card. Whoever is ends up being correct gets an extra vote. And whoever is wrong or loses, they didn't explain this part very well at all, loses their vote. So Maria pulls a torch card, and Tevin has the vote card. Both of them, obviously, Tevin and Angelinski, start off saying, you know, I, I promise you, I, you know, I, I wouldn't lie to you, I have the torch card. And then Maria, whether this was legit, I hope this was just a play, because her, if, if her reasoning was legitimate, I hate it so much, where she says that, like, she thinks Jelinski's lying, um, so what she does, she tells him that if she, she trusts him and loses her vote, she'll have no choice but to go back to her tribe and tell him about his deceit. Like, who cares? It sounded like it was just a play. And I pray it was. Because that mindset is just like, why? But Jelinski falls for it. He says, oh, you got me. I, I can't lie to you. It's a lo- It was a lose-lose read. No, it's not. It's very much a win-win. Potent- or a win-lose, potentially. So he is he is freely gives up his vote so they can each have an extra vote. Yeah. The how it played out was a best case scenario, actually. Um just for entertainment value. Because like in theory, this is one of the dumbest ideas that I can remember them having. This is like you <laughs> two people are going to get an extra vote. Or, or if what is it, Jelinski fools? Uh, if if Jelinski had had fooled Maria, then Maria and Tevin would have lost their vote. So I mean, it just comes down to one person picking between two people, like, and 
uh, one way to just save time doing this would just be to have everyone draw rocks. And if your rock is this color, then you gain your vote, like an extra vote. And if it's not this color, you lose a vote and just make sure there's two and one. And we just move on with our lives. Like, because you're, of course, both of them are going to say, oh, yep, I, I'm i the one that, uh, what, what was it's the voting the, the, emblem? The vote card. Yeah, the vote card. Um, yeah, they're both going to say that. And then you just have to pick the right one. So it's like, why don't we just skip all of this and just get to the point where someone has an extra vote or two people have an extra vote and one person loses theirs. Yeah, there's because it felt like they were trying to play off of, you know, Mafia or Secret Hitler. But in in those games, especially in Secret Hitler, you have actions that can back up and prove or fool whoever you're trying to, you know, who's ever trust you're trying to gain. Well, it's a layered game. There's yeah, there's nothing about this setup that gives you a chance to back up what you're saying aside from just repeating it and hoping they believe you over the other person. Yeah. So this is one of the things that I was like, I hate it. It's I feel like they I feel like they thought they were really cooking with this one. But it's like the start of a good idea. But need a lot more a lot more work. And it ended up being I don't know how much time out of the episode. Luckily, though, it was a two hour episode. Yep. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah. From that from that point of that side of things, didn't, you know, proportionally percentage wise, didn't waste more, you know, wasted less time than in a standard 90 minute episode. True. Looking for positives. Yep. But yeah. Ended up being, like you said, for entertainment wise, best case result because Zelensky just another unforced error. Shat the bed. <laughs> it was so great. When he gets back to his tribe, tells them the truth, and it's like, what are you doing? You gave up your vote so they could each have an extra vote. He goes, but yeah, I, it was a lose loser. He's like, no, it's not. They're not our tribe. Who cares about them? Yeah. I mean, one thing that, like, I mean, maybe I wasn't thinking through this all the way, but like, the tribe like doesn't automatically just benefit with more votes. They're like, you could have gotten an extra vote for the tribe. Well, it's not like you're trying to vote out someone from another tribe. (laughs) Like this is like, you have to figure out within your tribe who you're voting out. So like some people are going to be on the right end of it. And some people are going to be on the wrong end of it. It doesn't really matter if you have an extra vote or not. Like, it would matter if people didn't know about it and someone had one. Well, it, it does if you think you're in a like a locked in three three split. Yeah, and, but that's what you're... I mean. Like they're just assuming that he's playing with them, and they're like, "You could have had an extra vote for us." Well, and... I think at that point, I was reading as they 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 wanted because it may, you know they had to be at least a little bit convinced to vote Zelensky at the end. So they at that point they still might have been thinking that that they were going to stick with him but wasn't like everyone there when he was telling them about this yeah but it seemed like it was the people who were in his group that were speaking up but i guess that's everyone but him and jess but uh either way i i their reasoning their vocal vocalized reasoning aside i just love that everyone completely got on his case for making the complete wrong decision even even if it didn't benefit the tribe, like they all knew that it was just the wrong thing to do. <laughs> like clearly, like you should not have done this. But yeah, just freely give up your vote. So two complete strangers you may never play the game with. Get an extra vote. And then, and then they cut to Sega and they're also making fun of him for it. <laughs> it's like, but yeah. wait, but why did he do that? And that's that's all we get. Um, but then over back at back at Yanu, uh, Tiffany finds the beware advantage, and um, there's a she digs beneath it, and there's a box with it with a with a lock and a little note that says this box has an idol, but you need a key. Location of the key is hidden. Once you lose an immunity challenge, come back here, and there'll be instructions for, you know, finding the key. Until then, no vote. 
So she she found it with Kenzie, and then she goes and tells tells Q, and uh, Mike Bloom he did some pregame interviews, and one of the questions he asked Tiffany was, "What is your hottest Survivor take?" I don't think this is a take because I doubt I'm the only person that feels this way, but I don't know why people just don't know how to shut the expletive up. Why do you feel that when you get an advantage or an idol, you have to tell somebody time and time again, survivor history has proven to us that revealing your advantages is a poor decision (laughs) for gaining trust. All they're going to do is use it as a bargaining chip to gain trust with somebody else. Shut your ass up. You know, in hindsight, Maybe not the best thing to say. Love it. <laughs> now, I'm not saying I would do anything different. I mean, people talk big all the time, you know, before the game or what they would do if they were out there and saying, oh, I, I would find it and I wouldn't tell anybody. And then they go off and tell somebody. Obviously, with how often it happens, it, it's just different once you're out there. But it's it's still funny how often you'll see somebody say early on in the game, whether it's in a preseason interview or in an early confessional if I find XYZ, I'm not going to tell anybody about it. I'm going to keep it to myself. And then they find whatever. And they go and tell everybody. I, I can't get enough. Yeah, it's just the it's like ego or need for validation or what. But it's almost certainly not because in that moment you think it's best for your game. I think people just aren't used to keeping secrets in like in real life. So they learn, they learn something big and their inclination is just to tell somebody. Yeah. Yep. Like how, so that- how, how often, and this isn't a ploy to get you to, to reveal some big secret of somebody else's or yours, but how often do you, do you learn something like shocking and important or groundbreaking that you just keep to yourself? <laughs> like never. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a different experience out there. So hard hard to put myself in their shoes, but it's uh, just as watching as an objective viewer, that is also clearly the wrong thing to do. <laughs> yes, yes, that is also true. Multiple things can be true at once. Uh, so get to the immunity challenge, and they race up to the top of a ramp where they find a massive gecko, which. Someone mentioned online who was out there for the first few days um, for coverage. They were 500 pounds each. I think they said that on TV. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. But good looking out. Either way, we got it. Got it twice. Um, So they've got to untie the gecko, get it over a wall, through a tunnel, up to the top of a deck. And then once they they get to the deck, two people solve the puzzle. Uh, Nami dominates again. Soda and Venus cruise through the puzzle through the puzzle Sega in second with Yanu uh coming in third once again going going to travel council someone's going home and Banu starts to cry uh yeah I think we're gonna get a lot of that I'd imagine so I imagine so uh with the funny thing with the geckos is that did you see the interview with with probes um different one from the RHAP one where he was talk- talking about the auction. Uh, well, they said it wasn't coming back, right? Did you did you read the reasoning why? Um, no. How long ago did this come out, though? A couple weeks. Okay, so maybe not. I thought they announced it wasn't going to come back longer ago than that, but I did not hear recently why they decided that. Okay. Um, let's see. The auction is not back for 46. Because um, it's... It's honestly a really frustrating answer. Um, it's just not in the budget, right? Basically. Um, <laughs> it says This sounds familiar now. It's a gigantic lift for production. It looks simple, but if you've got a chocolate shake, you've got a bag, you got somebody paid with money. Now there are so many departments involved. It's like, what? You this can, is how the Polads run the twins. You can, <laughs> what a niche, niche reference. I love it. You can spend money on 500 pound geckos versus just like big weights, but you can't just get prop money instead of real money. Cause obviously real money has to get handled differently. Just don't do cold items that don't need a refrigerator. No one's asking for like a big, massive auction setup. Just also you can custom print a circular 
puzzle on both sides of this arbitrary set of blocks, but we can't show up with a plate of nachos. <laughs> like even just a regular challenge. Like I'm just saying that's the puzzle in the challenge. Like, yeah, you have to put it together. The thing is on both sides. So the viewers can see it on one side. The players can see it on the other side, like work and money went into that. Like we, all we want is, is a little auction. We don't, and we don't need something where the player with the most amount of money at the end loses their vote, whatever that stupid thing was. Just, we want to see people pig out on food and have a little fun on the island. And giggle at bidding $420. Is that such a crime? <laughs> Apparently it is. But someone made the point. It's like, oh yeah, you've got, you got money for three giant ass geckos, but you don't have money, money like for pizza. Uh, well, those are just stock geckos. Like you get those from Costco. For too long, maybe. Um this so when we get back to to, to camp before tribal, this was a hilarious, maybe the funniest moment of the episode for me. It's Jelinski and Jess are at, are at the shelter. And Jelinski just says, I'm just going to chill out here for a little bit. And Jess goes, it's better for your game to stay here rather than be where everyone else is while she's doing the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that at the time. That's good, though. It was <laughs> all the other four off somewhere else. And she's ragging on him for doing the same thing she's doing. In, in incredible I will, stuff. I give her a slight pass because she acknowledged, like up front, she's just not a strategist. That's fair. So it's like if you're going to put someone who's not a strategist on the show, that's just what you're going to get. <laughs> Speaking of that, but going back to the beginning where Kenzie was talking to Jess, and she goes like, hey, "You you barely talk strategy with me." It's like, how long have you been on the island? Like two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're like 13 minutes into the into the season, TV wise. You can't be more than a few hours in. Actually, it's like the sun hasn't even gone down yet. <laughs> Day one, hour two. Uh, that was great. Um, so there, so the tribe is very clearly debating between Jess and Angelinski, and the 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 main points are Jess physically is the weakest, and maybe gonna be the toughest to kind of form connections with but Jelinski is not a very smart player to put it kindly and has proven twice that he will just give up if something gets mildly difficult it's not a good not a good uh resume for staying in the game no no um, but with them losing, Tiffany's got other stuff on her mind. So she and Kenzie run back to the beware adventure spot, pick up the next clue, uh, word puzzle, which Tiffany, she solved it so fast, at least by what they showed us. I didn't even really get a chance to look at what it was or how to even go about it. She just finished it, which I'm assuming is a very impressive thing to do in a very short amount of time while you're scrambling before tribal council. So massive props to her on that one. Finds the key. Goes back to the box, gets her idol, has her vote back before travel even starts. That's smooth. Yeah. Beware advantage doesn't usually work out like that. No, they're they're getting they're getting better with, with the beware advantage. Still don't think it's needed. Just regular idols. Keep let, let them keep their votes. We don't need to get into this, but I will a little bit. Let them keep their votes. Like let them keep them. That's your only currency in the game. If you want more uncertainty, fine. Let you having a vote be a certainty. Also, going back to the journey, could we completely overlook this. Why are we messing with votes in the first place? Because Jeff wants there to be uncertainty in like, the game. That's because I I was more upset at like it's a waste of time, you know? Like it's just a really stupid thing that if you really wanted the game, you could just draw rocks for it. But like also it's the first tribal council do we need to be messing with people's votes probably well maybe it's to give them an odd number because because they refuse to get away from six person tribes to start with yeah i mean i don't think that's the issue though or 
like the the small size. They could do eight person tribes or nine person tribes or ten person tribes, and the even numbers wouldn't be as an issue because there's more people. Yeah. Even two extra people per tribe. Yep, would make a huge difference. Yeah. Two of eight. Aussie survivor is two of twelve. Never an issue on. There's never there's never a six six vote on the first vote. Did you have a feeling between Jelinski and Jess as to who was going to go out? Uh, yeah, when Banu said they were going to vote out Jelinski at Tribal, I think I, that's when I started to think Jelinski was going to go. That was a great moment. Now, I thought it was very obvious that it was going to be Jelinski because we saw comparatively so little from Jess. It would have felt like a really, almost like a, an aggressively rude edit. Yeah, like to, slap to the, in the face to the first week. Like we're gonna show only negative things without really any positives for you because you had a very rough go of it to start, and then you're just gonna be gone. Yeah, and very little compared to the other other players too. Yeah, I guess I I wasn't really. <laughs> I should have been paying more attention, but I was just so out. Like after about ten minutes, that I I watched. Obviously, you know I'm. I'm recalling everything that happened in the show and I have thoughts on it, but there's, there's little things that I probably didn't pick up on that I should have, but no, I did not really have a feeling for who it was going to be. I thought they edited the conversations. Well, were based on who was saying what and you know, how forcefully or however you want to phrase it, that that part to me, at least wasn't incredibly clear, but we saw so much of Jelinski and he got he got some funny moments like it was a lot of kind of laughing at him, some laughing with him, but he got a lot of screen time and it just seemed like especially in this new new era where they're trying to be more positive, they would have given Jess more if she was going to go home first. Just felt that way. Um, But but yeah, when 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 probes as Banu, it's like, oh, so that means we're, we're voting Jelinski tonight. I think it's time to vote. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, one, of the, one of the better no answer answers in a while. Yeah. But yeah, and also at Tribal Council, Jelinski just says, Yeah, I'm not I'm not the, not the kind of guy who's gonna quit. <laughs> except <laughs> except for when you quit the sweat challenge. And then as Kenzie said, and the and the journey challenge. Because yeah, except yeah. for those two times. Well that's what that's what I like Jeff kind of call him out for uh at tribal. He's like He's like, well, that can't be that you don't quit because I just heard that you quit. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was good. Thank you for that, Jeff. We get more more Jeff like that this season. We need more Jeff in the challenges, ragging on people. Yeah, we can't just have him like aggressively yell. That's you got you, you got to pick it up. Like that's not enough. No, that's not happening. Henner cause... arguing with me now. We need more of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was an all time moment. <laughs> uh, and Jelinski is unanimously gone. And as he said in his confessional, didn't even get the vote. Like, that's the cherry on top of an impressively poor performance. It, yeah. I mean, that's. That'll go down in the books, I think. I mean, for for being the first vote out, like, would you want it to be like that? Or would you want it to be like you like had a strong showing and just kind of like were collateral damage of something? That's a good question. If it because this was pretty entertaining. If you could have like a fun flame out, I might prefer that. Cause then it's just like, you know, I, I shit the bed. Like what else can you say? I couldn't do anything right. I messed up at every single turn. Like I just, I just, I lost it. I, I went out there. I didn't have it versus going out there, forming relationships, making smart decisions and still going home. Gosh. <laughs> I that's think a, I talked myself tough. I think I talked myself out of 
being the Jelinski role. I, I would rather just go on there and look competent and get sent home. Yeah. Th- thinking about it in a vacuum, I think both are good for different reasons. But when I think of knowing that I would like read reactions, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not like a mental midget, but I don't know how I would handle people just I would be mad at myself laughing like, at, at I, every decision I made if I watched myself back and just saw that I would it would more be like I let myself down and not that like people are laughing at me like yeah it's as a viewer I know which one I prefer but if it were me I I would just want to get out there and save face yeah so on that on that one though the part at least, and just for me, at least, I would start second guessing. Like, if it was that close, like, oh, if I had just done this or talked to this person more. Whereas, if you had Jelinski, you've got to make about thirty-five different decisions consecutively <laughs> to t- yeah. to turn your game around. At, at least with that, it's like you know what. Looking back, that was on me. I was so out of it. It, it, I wouldn't have been able to turn around, but I, I, I think I'd be able to live better. Gosh, I, I'd probably, I'd probably lean, appear competent and just go out. As long as I didn't go out on like an, like an idol or like a shot in the dark on the first vote, that would infuriate yeah. me. Or like being the only one without an idol. Just go home because the only person eligible to receive votes. <laughs> it would never have that happen, Jared. No, not not in a six-person tribe. Okay. So that's through the episode. Has your opinion changed at all? Even if it's still overwhelmingly negative, is it still as negative? Well, I, I still think Survivor's just done. Like... They have nothing anymore. What they had was their characters. When you think of Survivor, you think of Boston Rob. When you think of Survivor, you think of Parvati. You think of Sandra. You think of Suri. You think of Tyson. These are all people that have appeared on other reality shows. And they will never create anyone like any of those people again. I agree. I agree. They need to change. They they need to change their casting process. That's that's the key. Like I think they yeah. I think they've got as much as we as much as we we quibble and and critique some of the the twists and advantages. I think they've got a decent balance of all of that. Like they've they've toned it down a lot from like 41, 42. Um, still don't they still don't need to mess with the votes as much as they do. If they want to do beware advantages instead of idols, sure, but they keep tweaking that so it's a little it's less intrusive. But all of that I can live with if they just cast the show better. Like you said. The framework of the show is such that it would be entertaining with the right people there. Like, I just think it's all the wrong people. Like, I I mean, in my notes, I I was like, I was like hate watching and just writing notes about everyone. And I can't even I'm, I'm not going to share what I have. It's just like. Like. Quirky, we're all quirky, like some of us are a little goofy. We like to sing. Some of us have matching tattoos and it's like what are we doing here? Like Sandra would, would come out here and be like, where am I? The, the great thing about the timing of that probes interview where he, it's the same one where we talked about the, the villains, but he saying he wants, you know, with the, with the bewares and the votes and all that, you know, he wants uncertainty in the game. And then at the exact moment or period of time that he's saying that, there's an Australian survivor season going that has none of that. 
and it's being lauded as like having the potential to be an all-time season, all encompassing, all all iterations of the show taken into account. Because they just throw people on an island, they cast diverse personalities, and they just let them play. Yeah. They did and- they did a couple days later introduce one of the all-time worst twists I've ever seen. <laughs> so that was unfortunate. But overall, I think they're they're 15 episodes in, which is just at the merge, which I love. And like 13 of them have been legitimately great. And Rip with medallion of power. With basically <laughs> with a set with essentially none of what Jeff seems to insist is critical to the game being fun and enjoyable. Just doesn't it's just not needed. Yeah. And and they cast better people. Like they, they sure do. And that's this the key. Is just gonna be a vent session for me here now that we're done talking about the episode. Um so uh, obviously, you know, I've watched a little Australian Survivor now. Um and I I know that champions versus contenders is season three and um the I was taken aback at just the the physical like they have so many weak physical players on on this season like there's olympic gold medalists on australian survivor like there's like rugby players and and we're getting like we're talking about keeping Zelensky because he's one of the strongest players on your team. This is this is the best we can do. I mean, even like John Hennigan, season 37. Like there was some. There was a, a completely competent physical group of people on on that season, like. And five years down the road we've like lost any resemblance of like a, a physically strong group of people They're It's, it's really tough to watch. Um, the differences in physicality are just so, so apparent yep. between the two seasons. And like, they start you off with banger physical challenges on Australian survivor. Um, so yeah, this is like, that's just another one of my, complaints about the current casting but it's just the i i'm just saying you you tune in big point you tune in to to watch your favorite players like you tune in to watch tony um you don't tune in to watch people pull a 500 pound gecko over a vertical wall like that's that's just not it's not the appeal of the show you need to create compelling personalities yep yep and excuse me hopefully some people will present themselves as compelling you know we're only one episode in a lot can happen but i take it for you not off to it won't great start okay (laughs) i'm just like I'm so down on it. It just won't. It's from what I've seen. I, I could not, I'd have to, cause I wouldn't quit. Like I, I actually wouldn't quit on the show. Um, but like my personality, I could not handle any of these people. And they're all the same. Like I, oh gosh, it's, I, I should cut myself off here. You could handle Hunter. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but one person. One out of 18. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just sweet. Everyone's got to be goofy and quirky and get along. And it's just, yeah, not fun to watch. So. All right. Well, I I'm solidly average on on this premiere, like I am for most premieres lately, um. And so we'll see what happens. Maybe you end up being right. I hope not, but 
with with the way Survivor is, nothing will surprise me aside from this being a top five season of all time. That'd be that'd be <laughs> that'd be a surprise. Almost anything that, else would would not be. That would be a surprise. Yeah, welcome be a welcome yep. surprise. But yep. Sounds like we've got you. We'll, we'll we've got you through this season. Yeah, I mean, if it turns into a hate watch, so be it. <laughs> You're just gonna get a different me. We'll have fun either way. We'll have fun either way. And make sure you stay up to date on the fun. You can always follow us on social media, Twitter, Llama Talk Pod, Instagram at Talking Llama Pod, and make sure you're subscribed, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen. And for Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambidge, and we'll see you next time for another scoop of the Christmas.